0: following is a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club How about
1: this, cowboys?
0: Yeah!
2: this is media match a roundtable of cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your dallas cowboys now your host steve dennis sizzling sizzling takes is what the man said there i am steve dennis welcome this it, Let me get my headphones right here that, Oh, too old for that noise Nick uh, Welcome to Media Mash on this Thursday We've got a foursome ready to go we got somebody brand new A first timer First timer with us on the show So let me say that Clarence E. Hill Jr. is here From the Fort Worth Star-Telegram Hi, Chill Oh, that's such a Texas thing to do <laughs> does not even know what camera to go to I <laughs> but he,
0: but oh, <laughs> didn't see that right
2: there
1: You have to look
2: at his shirt Oh, nice. Mr. Sycamore.
0: Mr. Sycamore
2: grad. I'm with you. I'm from Ohio. I'm with you. I like that. You don't even know who that is. Yes, I do. I, I know all about it. Here's Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com. What do you got, Nick? <laughs> Nothing. And as our rule here, when you join the show, you must announce yourself, because you are a co-host like the rest of us. State your name, your affiliation, and your favorite DFW media member. Wow.
1: Wow, that is quite the question. I'm Jory Epstein. I work for USA Today as a Cowboys and NFL reporter. Clarence is here, so I'm not gonna <laughs> go with him. He also probably should have, you know, given got not gone so hard on me today if he wanted to be my favorite member. Who broke
3: the So
1: I'm gonna go with Kevin Sherrington.
3: Okay. Hmm. We wanna rate that opinion? No, it's, uh, her opinion is 100%. Her
2: it's, it, her opinion is right. What did Jill do to upset you, you, you today? You can't rate her opinion.
1: Oh, we've got a list.
2: All in one day.
1: It's been oh. a day. Has it? Has it?
0: Has it? Uh, you're, you're in the game, Jory.
1: I know. I'm in the game. She's That's in the, the game.
0: Deal. So she's, she's one of us. So, you know... <laughs> That's scary. No host barred.
2: How many are in the game these days? Everybody
0: in the media room is in the game. Okay. You know, we we talk shit to each other. It's okay. Hey, hey. Oh, excuse hey. me. Jesus. Hey. I'm
2: sorry. We hey. talk
0: trash to each Man, other. No, Come here, on, here, here, I'm sorry.
2: Here comes a security guard. I it didn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm gonna
0: it's get. Okay. Get a, we gonna, want our little. I'm gonna. Te- te- young I'm gonna get another text from nine five two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That <laughs> might
3: mess up. I mean, Chris Beam's only been here since like nine o'clock doing
2: producer shows. I'm sorry. Don't
1: make me have to edit
2: all that. Edit it oh, out. Wait. I'm sorry, please. That other voice is Chris Beam. Rookie to one of us. Has been for 25 years no. now? At some point you're going to have to move on from no, that, No, right? I can't. Okay. okay. He's okay. just rookie. He's not a rookie. Uh, hey, Beamer, tell us uh, tell us where they can find Media Mash every Wednesday and Thursday. I know it's on DallasCowboys.com radio. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, tell me. YouTube? It's,
1: get, I mean, Twitter, Facebook, the Cowboys Now app. Which we like to send people to get a lot of good stuff there. Nick, anything else?
3: Um, no, I think think that's you're right. That's about it, right? Yeah, that's that's about it. No, that's, All that's, social that's media channels. It's always weird when you're when you're announcing it to somebody that's already listening. In her, and, the you know, already found it's like, it. yeah, it's already yeah. found it. You're like, this is where you can find this. You what can you
1: find f- the show wherever you are right now. There
2: you go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, so let's dive in. Let's let's uh, mash some stuff up here on Media Mash. Starting with this, I love this. Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, with his beat Dallas shirt today in a news conference, has a very collegiate feel to it, but I like it. High school Harry, sir. It's high school Harry. <laughs> Joe College. We don't do that
0: around here. I like it. You don't like it? That's the McCarthyism. Oh. Hard knocks. We don't high school Harry th- High School Harry. <laughs>
2: actually actually this would be more of a collegiate coaches thing, I would think. I know no collegiate
0: coaches that wear beat Texas on their shirt or beat Oklahoma or beat Arkansas before
2: games. But they will they will uh, oh accept the rivalry huh? more readily, I think. And I, 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 Who's watching this press conference? Eagles fans,
3: and, and
1: then, into the crowd
3: and the world. The world's not watching Nick Sirianni. I mean, no. I mean, Eagles fans. Yeah. You know? So when you talk about a college sophomoreic type of, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, it <laughs> they're, is. They're, I mean. Where do they rank in, in, like, worst fans at all? I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, I'll say whatever. I mean, Philadelphia fans, I mean, that's who you're catering to. They love it. They eat that up. They hate Dallas. So this is great to them. He's trying to he, – you know, they got to do something. Jory, you like it or not?
1: Well, I was excited that we found this out before talking to players today, so I made it to point to ask C D, Zeke, Greg Zerline, and Trayvon Diggs what they thought of it today, and Zeke goes – yeah, that's not our thing. Like we stay in our lane and the other guys also I love C D goes I'm not mad at him and we're like, Thank you for clearing that up, C D we were really good. Well it's not bullets of war
0: material, but I mean it's like it's 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 High
2: school Harry. All right. you don't do high school Harry around so here So you anymore. guys would completely roll your eyes if yes. McCarthy pulled that. Yes. Which which coach would have pulled that? None. Wade? Wade? Huh?
0: I mean, I Campo? guess. Campo? I guess. Steve, Surprise. I, Steve, I go back. A, I go back. A, Steve, you and I go Far back.
3: Parcells would have done Got my boots back. You, you
0: and I go back a long way. Okay? And I've been following the Cowboys all my life. Yeah. The Cowboys are everybody's biggest rival. Kind of like Texas or Ohio State. I mm-hmm. mean, the NFC there's Washington Week. There's I mean in Washington is Dallas Week. In Philadelphia is Dallas Week. In New York, there's Dallas Week. They're everybody's biggest rivals. The Cardinals hate them from way back. The Cowboys, in the 70s, it was it was Washington just because of the George Allen stuff. It kind of became the Eagles in the 80s and now in the 90s. But it and then that there was a time when it was the Giants with OCU Mignora and, and the Romo Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But it's always Cowboys Week for somebody else. The Cowboys at least my time covering to be the passion for the other team. The robbery is not the same here in Dallas as it is in other cities, and so I don't I really get—I don't get caught up into the robberies. I, I rarely write stories about. A damn pro football I, think, I think
2: YouTube in particular, not jury, are being a little stuffy about this. No. That's my opinion. I don't think there's anything no, wrong no, with I'm, a new young head no, coach I'm not, to I'm have not a little stuffy. fun. Yeah,
1: I think he's I'm not catering. being
2: stuffy. I'm saying
3: I'm saying look at who he's, he's yeah, he's yeah. catering to is the Eagles fan. Yeah, and
0: they They'll go crazy this. over Cowboy Week. It is a bigger deal there than it is here. You don't see anybody talking about Eagles week in Dallas.
1: I do agree it's a bigger deal in Philadelphia. That said, Zeke told us today he goes the Eagles – the Eagles, Philadelphia. Call them the Eagles. The Eagles yeah,
0: the oh, have been their <laughs> the biggest Feebles rivals. Feebles. The Feebles. Feebles. Yeah, no, Feebles. they've been their toughest. That's what they fought so to get I into the playoffs. It based on who's the better team, right? Like I said again, I remember when it was Washington. I remember earlier in the career when it was round one, the Eagles going back and forth, and certainly there were times, you know. So I, I and then you, you have when the. When Jimmy Johnson first came, and it was those Eagles' team and, and beating up on the— So that it, it rotates and cycles. The Cowboys have always been the center of it. So, yes, right now the Eagles have been the team that have been a thorn in the Cowboys' side. But, again, it's more on their side yeah, than on this side. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, even the, for the fans. I,
2: I went to high school an hour south of Philadelphia. I can attest— Philadelphia fans hate the Dallas Cowboys. Their lives revolve around it. And that's what Sirianni said today. Mm -hmm. You don't have any idea how, since I've been here, how many people have told me to beat Dallas. So he put it on a t-shirt. Now, he only coached college at Mount Union, where he played. In Pennsylvania, I think. And then the Indiana University of Pennsylvania. And he's been an NFL guy ever since. You would think this would be an Urban Meyer move, who comes from college, first time in the NFL, and his t shirt would say, Beat anybody.
0: Just or, or, just or anyway. get along with the coaching staff.
2: <laughs> but uh, anyway, that was an interesting uh, uh, thing today. I thought I don't have a problem with it. I think the NFL could have a little more fun with its on rivals. the field. On the field,
1: I don't know. Are they going to give him a taunting penalty? <laughs> for that? Yeah, yeah,
2: I think, uh, yeah. There
0: you go. There you go. He should be flagged for taunting. Yeah, fifteen yards on the coaching staff.
2: <laughs> All right. The other issue that uh, I thought we could discuss in our first segment today, with Dorrance Armstrong out. Carlos Watkins probably out as well. Randy Gregory back in. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's top of mind with Cowboys fans. Where in the hell is Micah Parsons going to play this weekend against Philadelphia? Mm-hmm.
0: Wherever the hell he wants. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will he's, say he's we... at, it's at that point, right? The, uh, you want to play quarterback for A.B. going up? All right, let me, let me rephrase.
2: <laughs> at that point. Keep that question in mind. The second one is where will he make a bigger impact against this team? in the game
3: plan, in your opinion? Well, I think he's got to play linebacker. I mean, I think he's got to to be in the nickel. He's got to be in the nickel linebacker, especially with Keanu Neal uh, supposedly going to miss the game. I guess that's still up in the air. But, I mean, I don't like my chances with this team with with COVID guys. I mean, they they typically miss the game. So you have to expect he's going to miss.
0: And the thing about it is it's it's not even he could – he hasn't – Tested positive, he just was a close contact. If he continues not to test positive, he could conceivably be ready to play. But do you want to play him a lot of snaps after not being practicing all week? Right. You know, the conditioning issue is there, the game plan issue, just walk. I mean, this is not high school. Just can't, you know, walk off the bus and start playing. You haven't practiced all week. So, he will be limited at best, but as far as the Eagles' game plan is concerned regarding Micah, we do know today that he spent time individual drills with the linebackers and pass rushing drills with the defensive linemen. So he did both, but as Nick said, he didn't say, but the Eagles, the way they play, their style of play with their mobile quarterback who likes to run, you probably want him in the nickel, in the middle, so he can chase down that quarterback rather than rushing.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair, but I think Clarence makes that good point that when we're watching drills today, he's not on the sleds with the linebackers. So I think it's definitely not that he is all linebacker all the time, and that was a one-game situation with him at defensive end against the Chargers. But he, he it seems like it's going to be a week-to-week game plan situation. Now, if he's going to be in the middle, though, who besides Terrell Basham are you putting on your end? I mean, Bradley and I? like Who, who do you want that's
0: there? That's all you got.
2: What about Randy, Randy Gregory? Randy. Oh, Randy's
0: back. Randy's, yeah. Randy's back. You need Randy to be Randy. Randy, we I thought think, he was going to be coming into the season.
2: I, I tried to pub uh, bash him a little bit a couple of weeks ago, and you just shot that right down. You did his three and a half sacks or seven and a half sacks in his three years. Uh,
0: yeah. How about how about what did Basham say last week? Were you there? No.
2: He, you know, yeah, he, had a, he, he had, had a lot, lot of fun. He had a lot of fun in this
3: one yeah. game where he got uh, a pressure. <laughs> The funny thing was
0: He got a pressure, and that was before we knew. That was before we knew that Michael was going to play linebacker full. I mean, defensive end full of time. So we're going to that, at that point. Okay, Boston's ready to go. He, he had a lot of fun against this quarterback last year, even though he had one pressure. And they're going to start Doris and Boston. Get to the game. It's Michael. Okay.
1: But I think so, what's good is that. We can't say for sure, even though we can make the speculation, because that's what the Cowboys want the Eagles to be thinking. They want them to have to game plan for both. They want them to have to prepare, not knowing where Michael will be, or even, as Michael said, if he's one place on first and second down and another on third.
0: Yeah, and, and, and we got to understand, even though Mike wants to play every down in every place, the Cowboys are right. You cannot play in 50 snaps rushing the pass.
1: Mm-hmm. Micah, however, says he's a bull and you don't pace a bull. You oh, let him I, run.
0: He's a kid, and so they, they think they can do everything. He's a wild well, bull, and he's a he's, Terminator, he's, apparently.
3: He's, yeah. he's a you, know, you know, one thing that you know we, we haven't really talked a lot about is that nobody has ever game planned for Micah Parsons to play defensive end. That hasn't happened yet. So maybe it's going to happen now. Maybe the Eagles will game plan for it, and he plays linebacker the whole game, which is which is good for the Cowboys. But you know, he he went up against a right tackle, or he went against a left tackle. That's a first round pick, and I don't think he did anything. Okay, it was nothing. It was just he was sitting there hugging him. So then they moved him to another guy, which was a backup, and he, he started figuring out and he abused him. He hasn't faced a really good starting right tackle yet, and he hasn't faced anyone that they have a game plan for, and he really hasn't been run at yet. So let's, before you know he's the next LT or D-Ware, <laughs> let's just see how he gets prepared for it. He is
0: the next LT and D-Ware. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I want to. <laughs> no, I wanna... seriously, but, and he but, but, but he might be. He might be. But one thing of note, and I, I've, I, I would say this: that he, he, yes, he went against a backup right tackle. Okay, so did Joy Bosa. Right, and we didn't hear nothing from Joey Bosa. No, you're, maybe maybe you're, that
2: backup mm-hmm. right tackle was a little better <laughs> okay, than Okay, but but,
0: but, but, but but you, you had to think that going into the game. Joey Bosa gets the backup right tackle, he's going to wreck but, shop.
3: Well, wait a second, but wait—that's that's my point, though. Yeah, didn't they know where Joey Bosa was going to be? Didn't they game plan for him? Didn't that touchdown by Tony Pollard? They said we're not even blocking him. We're going to use his speed against them, and we'll score. They—you're right—they went against him, but like. Let's see what well, these coordinators aren't dumb. Let's no, see no. what happens when they are like I, I, oh, and, and the question over there. And the
0: question here is that, I'm sorry, if they do that, and, and we all know that right now, Michael Parsons is the only one getting to the quarterback. Okay? For two two games, Michael Parsons is the only one who gets consistently getting a rush mm-hmm. and get to the quarterback. So if he doesn't play and who's getting to the quarterback?
3: Yeah,
2: okay. I, I'm fine with him doing it. Right. Just n- okay, don't So Here's him on the, thing. the side. And, and, and by the, the way, th- this quarterback is totally different than the first two quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. I don't know your point about him being in the middle and running and hitting the quarterback past the line of scrimmage, may be a better idea. He's got 144 yards rushing. He leads his team running the football. He's not a guy, he's so little, he's not a guy that 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 you're going to find for sacks.
0: I I, I would say this, because I talked to Brian Baldinger for a story on Micah the other day, and I asked him about the spy, and he said, yeah, but the 49ers did not spy him. He ran for a few yards, but they weren't game-changing plays. And you rather him not be caught spying. You want him running out the quarterback, making plays, rather than sitting in the middle as a, as a fail-safe in case he runs out.
2: One more thought before we uh, get to our next subject in the next segment. Um, we, we always do this, Jory, and I'm going to apologize to you for this, but, but you'll do it too. Um, we always think of our time here. So, 97's when he started. 98's when I started. 99 is when he started. In, in that time, fellas, I was thinking about this today. She's laughing because she's thinking where, how like, old she okay, was. Three she's years old. Well, yeah, I know. Four years old. When, when she's been here that long, right? right. You know, and and it'll go like this. Trust she, me. She'll be smart. She won't be here then. <laughs> but hey, uh, but <laughs> but here's my thought. Uh, I mean, how rare it's been in our time that the Cowboys had a player on defense that the other team it, it confuses them all in the meeting rooms all week. What are we? where? Who is now a Hall of Fame ballot guy? Shoe in. P- probably a first ballot. Shoe in. Hey, no, yeah. probably. All right. Okay. Now beyond that, beside the leftovers, Woody was a leftover from the Super Bowl years. Uh, Ratliff? Roy Williams? Roy Williams. I mean, there that's twenty four uh, years yeah, not a of lot. nothing.
3: Not a lot. And debatable on those two, you know, Ratliff and Roy Williams. But they were
2: yeah, very debatable.
3: Yeah, they were they were dynamic. I mean, before – but here's the thing about Roy. I mean, they figured him out. They're like, okay, well, let's go do this with him. And he can't do this and this. And then he exploited him. And then he then started putting his price tag with the production. And then, it, you know.
0: But he it, figured himself out. He did? It, I mean, the bottom line, he was one-dimensional. And, you know, the game changed. And it, he ne- he didn't change with it.
3: And and you got to throw the Cowboys' coaches under the bus too. They oh, didn't, they didn't help him. Right. I mean, oh. they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't put him in the spot you're supposed to put him in. That linebacker, and that's what you're and that's what you're supposed to do with with Jalen Smith. That's what I've said for two years now. These defensive coordinators. Um, who's the guy with the basketball sauce? What was that coach? I Mike forgot. Nolan. Nolan. Mike <laughs> Nolan? <It's a> <laughs> Sorry, stuff. that's all I remember out of him. <laughs> well, so, yeah, he, he him that. and then and then. Um, See, maybe I'm just bad with names, Dan Quinn, but they they've got to come in and figure out what to do with Jalen Smith. I mean, that's he's here, he's on the team. Figure it out. You
2: know, that, I think that's a coordinator's well, it, problem.
0: And I'm, I'm glad you brought up Jalen
2: Smith. And I should have mentioned Sean Lee. He was a bit of a problem for yeah, yeah but, offenses but, for when it was healthy
1: against the Eagles, particularly.
0: When it was healthy. But he wasn't Demarcus Lawrence. He's not None. he was I mean Demarcus where he was not on track to be a Hall of Famer, let's be honest. A true monster. A yeah, true he was monster. not he was a great yeah. football player, not a monster. Um I'm glad you brought up Jalen Smith.
2: We gotta get to a break, so go, baby.
0: And we can go back to it. But the issue with Keenan O'Neill, you know, and, and the fact you used it, Micah, because before the season, oh, we should just cut him. You know, he shouldn't be on the team. You know, there was so much talk about who should be on the team. And I'm glad they kept all of them. It really, you know, people all about the money and whatever. You need all these guys now. You know, you got Mike playing defensive end, so you good. You have veteran linebackers can play step in, play, right. and play play that position. Now, Keen O'Neal may miss the game. Well, good. You have two veteran linebackers, yep. LV and Jalen Smith, who've been your leading tackle the last three and years. Yeah, they played well they,
2: last week too.
0: And they came in, in, in the right position, right coach, right communication on a better staff. You can get something out of them.
2: All right, but show of hands real quick. Um, more linebacker than D-end. Put your hand up if you think he'll parse. play more linebacker. Yeah, I think he will. Yeah. Yeah, more linebacker. So, I think so, too. More D-end. You two more D-end. Wow, two on two. All right, we'll see. All right, uh, uh, let's take a, a, a quick s- break. We
3: would score every time, and two on two on them, like we would just well, just post, post
1: them up. Well, yeah. Let's go right now. How are we okay, talking
3: okay.
0: basketball? Remember, we're talking football. Let's
2: go two well, on two football. She can,
0: no she can outrun yeah. both. She can outrun you. She can run for days. She's, she's guys, a runner.
3: You. Hey, two on two cornhole. I'm dropping you. I'm taking Chris Beam, and we're gonna no. win. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll smoke both of you. Foosball. No, 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 no. football. Do you no. know what the greatest gambling game in America is right now? Cornhole. What do I love to do? Gamble. Trust me, we, we gamble, can play it. Cornhole. We play big cornhole games. You don't want a piece of me. Beam. You don't want a piece of me. Well, anyway, uh, let's do this next. It's just this silly idea I have. I got, I got some, I got some things to touch on. So we're going to play a little game of believe it or do not believe it. I throw the statement out, and you guys answer the statement. That's coming up next on Medium Ash. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back Back. Back. to Media Mash. All right, let's try this. Welcome back to Media Mash. I'm Steve Dennis, along with Jory Epstein of USA Today, Nick Eatman, who has been providing you Cowboys fans Content for 23 years, 22 years. Clarence E. Hill Jr., Fort Worth Star, Telegram. Uh, I'm going to try this For a lot of years, too. A lot of years.
1: Are we assuming I haven't been providing content for 23 years? You've
3: been just providing, like, breath for 23 years, probably.
1: Just about.
2: (laughs) You've handled that well. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Just getting started. Isn't that exciting? And to be so young covering the Dallas Cowboys. How old were you when you started
3: covering the Cowboys? 22?
1: Uh, Yeah, 22.
2: 22. You were, were just out. Of you were
3: still in college, weren't you? Just out. No, just out. You were just, just out. out. Okay. Um, it's one of those things where it's like it's it's cool because you, you know, first of all, it's cool on so many different levels. But also when you have a job that no one's had before, it's like I always said it was like the coolest thing was that no one's ever had it. It's also the scariest thing is no one's ever had it, so I don't really know what what, what to do here. But I, I'll say this, and not just because he's here. You know, you always need people. You have people. Everybody has people that they can lean on. Clarence Hill, I mean, he, he unlike other people covering the beat at that time, um, who I was too, you know, young to uh, hang out with and talk to. Clarence, he's never met anybody he's never talked
2: to, so... Hey, I learned a lot from from guys. Clarence like that. is a very generous guy. He doesn't want you to know that about him, but but he is. Oh, he is. He no, is sure. very friendly fellow. Yeah. We don't want to say too many nice things about Chill, though, do we? <laughs> no. <I> mean, <laughs> but you know, like Jock Taylor. You <laughs> know, he I had I had to be on the more. beat three
3: yeah. years before Jock was like, okay, you're you're finally here.
2: I'll, yeah. I'll talk to you, yeah. Clarence. Hey, now where did you? What was your job before you got uh, the beat writer gig at Fort Worth Star Telegram in See, '97?
0: I was covering high schools. I was a lead high school writer in Fort Worth. Okay.
2: I thought you were in Kansas City.
0: I was there too. Okay. <laughs> I like, started in Kansas City. You by were her. right. Okay.
3: Like, boy, this is getting bad. Radio. Let's go, Mike. Parsons. Yeah. I, I got here
2: when I was thirty-seven, and I could. I was so happy to be here. I worked in Wichita, Kansas, for twelve years for Channel Three. Is that right? Uh, but anyway, I, I just. I just couldn't believe it. Oh, man, every day I was going, I'm covering the Dallas Cowboys. I just love it. (laughs) Uh, Still love it. Uh, it never left me that love. All right, we're going to play a little game called Believe It or Don't Believe It, all right? I'm going to throw five statements at you and take your time discussing them and go in whatever order you want to. Uh, Number one, the Cowboys are number one in the league with six turnovers uh, after two games. Took them to week eight to get to their sixth turnover last year. Here's the statement. These Cowboys will be a top three takeaway team in 2021. Believe it or do not believe it?
1: I'll go do not believe it. Top ten, yes. Top three, no.
2: Top three is tough, man. That's...
0: How, how, how about let's, let's see some more. What what I do know, this defense is going to be much better than last well, year. Well, this isn't yeah. two
3: games now. This is like eight games. Because you, you cut it off at six or whatever. But I mean, last what five or six games of the season, they were getting a mm-hmm. lot of turnovers. But
0: we're, we're talking about different guys, though. Outside of Trayvon Diggs, we're talking about different guys getting those turnovers. I'm just, but Anthony yeah,
3: Brown I, got a few. Who? Anthony Brown, the guy that. Well, I, I, you he, he, Jordan yeah. Lewis got yeah
0: one or two last year. No, he, well, he had a fumble. Jalen Smith and, got one. Last year, I'm just talking about the guys that have gotten them so far this year. That's, yeah, that's, that's, I, I, that's all I of just, it.
3: I'm just saying that even those different scheme and all that, they were getting some turnovers last year. At the end of the season, they started get, figuring but, it out. So it's kind of carried over.
0: But honestly, it may be quantified by the turnovers, but the defense is better. The defense is playing better than it did last year. The safety position is better. The linebacker position as a whole is better. The defense line position is better. Okay, uh, ter- uh, Diggs. Second, he looks like a shutdown corner. He's better than he was last year. Mm-hmm. The defense is better. The so, they should, still, so those j- numbers should look good in turnovers and other things. As Thank well. you,
2: Jerry. You're the only one that played the game correctly. You said you do not believe over here, and I kind of said, yeah, that's pretty that's tough. That's do tough. not uh, no, believe. It. I don't believe that. Do not believe.
0: It. I don't believe it, but I, I think the goal is to be a better defense. Well, let's, that's all let's put saying.
3: it. Let's put it on a number that we would. Okay,
0: top. Top
1: one. I think top ten top for 10? sure. I top ten? Yeah, I believe it. eight? They're number one. But can you, know they, you know they but
0: come you, in bunches, and they go in bunches too, so.
1: Great, right, so we'll yeah. get them,
2: we'll <laughs> lose them, we'll bring them back. That's what Campo used to always tell us. <laughs> Every coach says that. I, I know. <laughs> All right, uh, number two, Tony Pollard, 8.4 yards per carry versus the Chargers. He had 16 touches to Zeke's 19 touches. The statement is this. Mm. Everybody on this team. Players and coaches know that Pollard has all the pop and explosiveness, not Zeke. Believe it or do not believe it.
1: I do not believe it. I think all the pop... I mean, do I think he's got the pop? Yes. Do I think Zeke also does? And that the way that Zeke is pounding and wearing down these defensive linemen is contributing? Also, yes. I don't think that we should take away plays from Tony because, oh, Zeke's there and he's got that contract. I think there's a role for each of them. But I think Zeke is contributing more than the stats reflect. And I think what Tony's doing reflects what Zeke is doing.
3: 100% agree with that. Average per carry, to me, um, is... I don't think it's it's as accurate as a statement I mean as, as I don't because think about it. You, you, third and one, and Zeke gets two yards. He did his mm-hmm. job. You, you ran him right up the belly of the defense. He did his job. Now, that kills his average, but I mean, I, I think these guys are working well together. I think, like she said, I think Tony Pollard has some some freedom on the outside because of what Zeke's doing and vice versa. And also the fact that this isn't center, this isn't quarterback. They play together. And Kellen Moore's doing a good job of putting them both out there. So I don't think it, this is a problem at all.
0: What is the question again?
3: <laughs> Do the, does everybody believe in the building that, that, to, Tony has more pop that he has all the No, Zeke doesn't have it okay. anymore.
0: Doesn't have
2: it. The pop, the explosiveness He doesn't have the Zeke, pop. Zeke that's okay. not,
0: I mean, Zeke does not have. Zeke said it today. Tony is faster. He's quicker. There's no question. Tony is faster and quicker. There's also no question. They work well together. So I, I have a problem, and I, I don't like answer because I don't have a problem with the either or question. You know, like, it's, you, def- you got the defined question of Tony has all the pop. So that means when you say yes, that means Zeke's trash. Because that's what you get. That's what usually people think about. So, well, you Zeke do, doesn't you have to do do not anymore. believe
2: it. It's just very simple. No, I think Zeke is, it, think Zeke is a very productive back. But yes, Tony, <laughs> okay. I'm going no, no. to ask more explosively. I don't play games like that. I don't like all the pop. Okay. Because <laughs> right. he's got some I pop. Would pr- I would present you with this. When Pollard first showed up, and there were many in the media that were already going after Zeke, this kid needs more carries, blah, blah, blah. When he's a rookie. See, Zeke's game is different now. Zeke used to be a three-down back that you did not want off the field. So there's no reason for Pollard to be on the field because Zeke was a great inside runner, and then he would get outside and bam! I mean, when he was in college, 80 yards against Alabama, yeah, but, 80 those, yards but, but, but you against what?
0: Oregon. But you eight, know what? You know what? I don't want to say that. Those are mostly inside plays. Those were not running. And then he the busted head. it right. out. Yeah, but he busted yeah, it but, out. But he he will bust He, would bust he can't the go anymore. It. I don't yeah, think he now, can go anymore. Okay, okay, you yeah, and that's fine. But it, it but you know it's, now I, they need I, I look at his, there I, to go. I look at his stats last year. Everybody was Zeke was so bad. Zeke averaged 4.0 yards a carry last year. That's a damn good average per carry for a running back. And I also it's lower than what he's done. His biggest problem last year was the fumbles. But his yards per carry, can, 4.0 four yards
2: point, per get. 4.6 or something like that. No,
0: last years. year was 4.0, which oh. is good. That's what you want from a running back.
1: right? it's like if you're coming around the edge, you're trying to beat the defender, get on the sideline, I think you want Tony. But up the middle, Zeke's still doing something. What I like is the same way the Cowboys showed, we'll make you pay in the passing game week one, we'll make you pay in the running game week two. Some defenses they'll play will be better able to defend Tony than Zeke and vice versa, and they can maximize it. Okay, that. well, I
2: love Zeke as a running back. He's my running back, man. I'm telling you. But, I'm, but we remember... When he was a rookie, yeah, and he, he, oh, we'd all jump out of our seats. Oh my God! He's not that anymore. But seventeen hundred carries. See, see, a lot of them inside.
3: The average lifespan of a running back is three years. He's doubled it. This is six years. He's not going to be the same. But here's here's what that's got to happen. And I think Kellen Moore has definitely figured it out to make this work you know, this isn't inside-outside. Zeke has to run on the outside, and Pollard has to run some on Mm -hmm. the inside to make everybody honest on what, what they really want to do. So there might be a third and two that Pollard has to go right up the middle Hit, get, get hit, you know, with one yard and push that and, guy and, through. And, and, we're and we're not sure it. that
2: he's can't, shown and, much of that. Can't do it every right? day. And, and,
0: and, and, and the thing about it is, is and, and, and this is not to you a question, it's to, to the fans because there are a lot of people, even media, dumb media, who say Pollard should start or Pollard should get more carries or Pollard should get this. Pollard's never carried the load in his life.
2: Never?
0: Mm-hmm. Never. Just like Felix Jones. I mean, they yeah, never, never carried the load in his life, okay? He's always shared the response. He didn't play full-time running back in college. To get the most out of Pollard, this is probably the best you, how you want to use it. You don't want to give him 20, uh, thir- 25 or 30 touches. Yeah. Okay. Using them in tandem and how they're using them is the, is, is but, the best way to do it. You're, getting, you're but, using them both.
2: But I do think that that discussion that goes back to Pollard's rookie year when a lot of people were mad at Zeke because he went to Cabo. And, right, blah, blah. all the
0: whole that. That's all yeah, that. The, the whole Zeke deal.
2: who? Uh, Jerry Feudy, the, 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 the difference in the discussion today is the time has come where in those days, I would argue, and I did very loudly, you do not want Zeke Elliott off the field. So quit with the nonsense. Now – Tony on the field yeah. is kind of nice. But you're getting them both on the field. Right. They're both, they both right.
0: You said 16 and 19 touches, so they're both cheering you, the you, you
2: can You can love the situation without being negative about Zeke. Zeke is a great player. Thank He's you. an underrated player still. At this point. For everything yeah. and, he and, does. And
0: because of what the Cowboys do passing-wise, you need Zeke on that field. And you need Zeke it. on that wall protecting Dak Prescott. Yes, you do. Protecting on that
1: wall. Him you him don't him. want to be on that wall, Nick. And Dak will tell you the way the that... get out the truth.
2: Quit sorry. yelling over Jory. Jory. Go. I'm sorry, Clarence. sorry. Jory. Clarence
1: likes That's though. what he does. I, I think for the protection. I think for the threat in the run game that allows the pass game to work. And I also think that the way that Zeke like helps the communication between Dak and the offensive line. Dak talks a lot about that, and I don't think we can underrate that.
2: I love the, my favorite thing in the Hard Knocks deal was when Zeke was teaching Hardy how to be a running back. I mean, he's he's a team guy, man. He always has been. Uh, and by the way, he was asked about it today. You guys were all there. Yeah, he has great quotes he, he about said, it. He said, hey, uh, you know, they're not paying the check.
1: Not writing the checks, so, so, yeah. they're not sending I, the wires.
2: I don't care what they Start do. Start telegram that question. All right, number three. Number three. Uh, J. Ron Kurse, uh, six tackles, played 97% of the snaps, had a tackle for a loss against the Chargers, had a QB hit, had a pass deflection. He had an interception that was overturned. Statement J. Ron Curse is the best safety on this team. Believe it or do not believe
3: it?
0: No.
2: I don't believe it.
0: Number eighteen is the best safety on this team right now. Number eighteen is a ball guy. Tony. i
1: I'd like to note that Clarence answered the question this
0: time. He did. I did.
2: He didn't mess around. He was definitive.
0: But we. You, but we love what Jaron. J-Ron has played much better than anybody expected him to. I probably the Cowboys too. Because you go back to Minnesota and Detroit. You didn't. I didn't see this from day. I don't. I look at the stats. They didn't play him like this. What he played. I you know, he had a great game by the day. Yeah, he
3: said something to me the other day I thought was interesting. He said, not every coordinator wants a guy like, like him. He say they, they feel like I'm too big, I, I can't move like they want. But Dan, Dan Quinn, when he signed him, said, I have a vision for you. I have I have a plan for a player like you, and you know it, so far it, it's worked. I, I think Malik Hooker might be the best safety on this team, um, you know, c- because uh, Casey keeps getting turnovers in the red zone, then yeah, it's going to be hard to beat. But but I, I think Malik Hooker oh, is, yeah. is, is going to get there as well. You know extra help at safety? I mean, what?
1: Yeah, hey, We
0: haven't yeah. seen Donovan Wilson do what yeah. Donovan Wilson Don, does. That's right. But, I mean, the safety position uh, who, who is deepest. Who are you putting deepest... on
3: the field? Who are you leaving off it? The, the beautiful McQuamo, thing. I'm leaving him off the field. Sorry. But, <laughs> uh, that's but the, it. But
0: the beautiful thing with Dan Quinn, he's going to use them. Like, they did the big nickel. They opened the game with the big nickel last week with three safeties. He's going to use all of them in different situations based on body uh-huh. style, covering tight ends, different things. Hey. He has a vision.
3: Kean, if Keanu Neal. Can slide down and play a little bit in the nickel, or play the nickel as a nickel linebacker. Who's to say with an extra day of practice or whatever that that uh, twenty-seven or J. Ron Curse can't come down, and do that, play alongside maybe Layton. That keeps uh, Micah Parsons rushing the pass. a little more. Well, there's things to do here. There's things you can kind of move around and, and and slide guys underneath. I mean
2: that's why the. It is such a pleasure to see a player like him that you don't know much about. Who was a cheap free agent, and you watch him on the field, and he just plays football. That interception He just goes and goes, and he's around the ball, and man, that's fun to watch.
1: And I think what stands out to me on this discussion when we keep talking about Dan Quinn maximizing what all these players can do is I think all three of us were at the Senior Bowl January 2020. We're kind of standing in that stadium talking to Steven, and he's being like, our scheme is going to fit the players, and that's not really what Rod Marinelli wanted, but that's what we're going to do now, and you just didn't see that. That last year, now it's like, okay, finally they're fitting their scheme to their Mm -hmm, players. Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. We're going to get to that question as our last one uh, in a different way. But number four here, all right, Cowboys offense throws it 58 times versus Tampa, runs it for 60 yards, 26% run plays in that game, versus the Chargers, 52% run plays, run it for 198 yards. Here's the statement. The Cowboys offense can do whatever it wants. To exploit the matchup and be successful, believe it or do not believe it? Do not.
0: Do not.
3: No. They had two touchdowns in the first quarter. They didn't score again. Uh, They got figured out. But the defense stepped up, and it was then became a dogfight, and they were able to win it. But no, they haven't proven to that point where they can just go and do whatever they wanted because whatever they wanted and should have done in Tampa Bay, if that was the case, why, why'd you give Tom Brady a second at all? And
0: score in the red zone. Yeah, you got. They yeah. have to improve their red zone. They so, haven't proven they can win in the red zone. Yeah, and I would
1: say that when I hear they can do whatever they want, I think it's kind of the opposite. If you can do whatever you want, you go take your identity wherever you want. I think they know that they need to respond to this defense. And take into account for that, and that's why it's been different. Okay, but here,
2: here's what I mean by the question, though. Uh, Kellen Moore is, and we'll, we'll talk about this uh, later in the I program noticed. today. I know. <clears throat> I mean, he knew what he needed to do against Tampa to be competitive. They could win however he, they want to win. You called it, win. and... and and they played that way and sh- could have won that game. should have won that way, Then though. you were right again when we were arguing we uh, the what board. the game plan would be against the Chargers, and they win a tight game where they only scored 20 points. Got First it. time in three years that's happened. So Kellen Moore thinks he can see the matchup and do whatever it's he bl- wants to okay. be yeah, successful. He can. I would can say win.
1: I believe that they will continue to game plan weekly. Basically.
3: Yeah, I th- I, I, I'm now taking your question as they can win any style of yes. game you want to yes. play. And, yes, I do think they can win a I, fight like that. It also depends on who strikes first, like, it, like a boxing I'll, match. Mm-hmm. If, if you get the first punch in, you can do a lot Getting more Fourteen 14-3 was yeah. huge yeah. in this yes,
0: game. Yes, yes,
2: yes. Huge in this uh, game.
0: And, I, and, and that's why I, I thought they
2: throw it 50 and, and, and times, because I, I thought it'd be the other way yeah,
0: around. Yeah, and I think that—and I just got to get this in. I think they'd have made a score to another touchdown if somebody don't call for a, ble- a block punt and take the ball out of Dak's hand that's the last true. two minutes of the first half. Clarence,
1: Cowboys true. fans are not the play at safe type. They no, were just yeah. trying to give the fans what No, they it's want.
2: not about you, Coach. Hey, it's we, not about we you. We talked about that yesterday. It's I, not about you. That comment was— Idiotic, I'm asinine. Well, it was, cool, cool, and some cool, people, some people, I think misconstrued it. He may have been trying to be funny and be sarcastic, ah. but what he was doing was taking the blame <laughs> off yes. of him and putting it on Cowboys fans. It was, this yeah. is what Cowboys fans expect from me. A B.S. You don't expect yeah. anything
0: from you but to to not up. mess
2: it up. All right. Speaking of coordinators, I love this statement. I'm going to come right with it. Statement is this: Dan Quinn is the Cowboys' best. Defensive coordinator since Dave Campo. <laughs> believe it or do not believe it. I'm, I mean, you want me to give you the list? Yeah, give me the list. You want me yeah, to go I back forgot. in time? Yeah, I, I, forgot. Forgot. I mean, Nolan. He's, Mar- not bet- he's not better. He's not better than Zimmer. Marinelli, yet. Kiffin, Rob Ryan, Brian Stewart, Mike Zimmer, who by the way was forty-nine and sixty-three when he was a defensive coordinator. Dave Campo. Who went to the playoffs four times, ninety-five to ninety-nine, yeah, won but a Super Bowl. It wasn't
0: his defense. It wasn't his defense. And then
2: you had the really good ones before that: Butch Davis, Dave Wannstedt, and Ernie Staut.
0: Yeah, and you also had the really good players on those
2: teams. i the only one that that would stop you in this discussion is Zimmer.
0: I, I, I tell you what. He is the best coordinator who's coming here with the better. He's coming in with the best resume. He has right. the best track record.
1: But he hasn't proven more he, than Marinelli proved at, at his yeah, height yet. Yeah,
0: he has the better. Even he has, though he, he has, has the best the track record coming in, has the best resume. No defensive coordinator has joined this team with a better resume as a Super Bowl champion defensive coordinator. I will give you that.
2: Marinelli, fifty-six and forty. In his six years, oh, two won, won, and three won, in the playoffs. Yeah. Marinelli, no, he wasn't no, the,
1: ta- Tampa he, the he, was just, he was the coordinator. He was just line coach.
2: Ma- like. Marinelli, to me, motivated ridiculously well. His players overachieved for him, but his scheme was. I mean, Dan Quinn comes in here and changes that complete mess that we He's saw there. last year in two. You can okay, see it. Again, well, the, the, the Marinelli doesn't draft Micah Parsons. That that's another problem. He was, he was the one that always had their ear, nah, telling him, exactly. "Hey, you got to bring right. me this guy." No,
3: no, Marinelli wouldn't have drafted Parsons. He'd get Rashawn Slater. No, but what I'm saying is he'd, he would pick the wrong guy. Well, Taco he figured it out he'd bring a guy in that could do something else, and then yeah. you know looks like a star and all that kind of stuff. Right. But you know he liked those Tristan those, Hill. Right. He liked right. those He's underachieving players. were
1: together players. for Tristan's 21st birthday. It was a memorable day.
2: Oh, I like that. I like that. Jory got sentimental there for a minute. I so do do believe it or do not believe it.
3: Best since Campo. I don't even know if I like the statement that Campo was the I best. mean I,
0: I'm not going to diss Zimmer like that. I just Zimmer's yeah, too I, good of a coach. Zimmer, I'm not going to do that. Yeah,
3: Zimmer was the coordinator when Campo was the head coach. See, that's why you know you can't like say well Campo was this great coordinator when Campo was the head coach. Zimmer was the coordinator. Their teams weren't very good. That's why his record wasn't good. Well, and but is a good coach. Like, oh, is a record? damn
0: good coach. So, I, I, so
3: good that Parcells didn't want him until he looked at him a little bit more and said, you know what, this guy actually can coach. And he made him his 3-4 you know, defensive coordinator because he knew he, he knew
2: football. That was so, one of the things Parcells changed his mind about. He yeah. wanted Zimmer to take the job in Nebraska. Yeah, get out of. Here, he man. goes, yeah, go go to Nebraska; it'd be good for it. And all of a sudden, he thought about it. And went, no, wait a minute. Now we we don't we don't want to lose yeah. you to Nebraska. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a really good coach. I, I I'll say. Zimmer. I do too. I say Zimmer. Yeah. I, I just thought it would be fun to go all the way back to Campo. Well, so, do not believe, do not believe, do not believe?
1: Yeah, have not yet proven.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah, it's it's an overreaction. It's only two games. That's, That's okay. what you do That's after two games. That's what we do. Games. That's how you feel. radio. In the third game, we'll learn so much more, and then and then we'll settle into things, see? What Cur- if he shuts out, Curse, Philly? Of course.
0: Of <laughs> course, is in, first of all, let's be honest. This is the beginning of Three Game Road. I'll be home, Trip, okay? They need to take care of business at home. What did you just say? This th- a beginning of a three-game home. Thank you. Listen, when three. I'm sorry, three games at home. Hey. Three games at home. You're at home for three games. Take care of business at home.
3: The best two quarterbacks they face so far: is Tom Brady, Justin Herbert. On the road in a month and a half.
1: Patrick you,
3: Mahomes? No, no, in a month and a half. I'm talking about like about five uh. about five or six weeks. You're gonna ask the same thing. Who are the best two they face? It's gonna be Tom Brady and Justin Herbert. And right. you know, because this you, you, you have to go beat. That, Sam Hurt. Darnold Sam is playing Darnold. Some pretty good football. Mac Jones, you have to Daniel beat Jones, Daniel Jones is playing. By week Jones. Print- you gotta beat all these guys at and home. Then, at home. You At know, home. I had
2: an epiphany watching the Giants game last week. I really did. Uh, everybody, I, I haven't Jason Garrett's the I best offensive coordinator. No, 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 no. There's an issue. <laughs> that, that we've seen that issue. But Daniel Jones is pretty good. I, I see why they are patient he's with not that terrible. dude. He's a good athlete. He I turns love ball when he takes off hour. running. Yeah.
1: It's so entertaining. It is entertaining. Well, the greatest play the, of all time last year. Ever since the year. trip, yeah. it's like you just want to know, is he going to land on his feet at I the
2: know. end or not? And, and he's got joy for the game, too. and And I hate to sound like Jason Garrett, but that is a characteristic that I really like. Players, you can just tell, love to play. And Daniel I, Jones, he loves to go. I love Kenny Galladay. He
3: was like, no, I have no problem with Daniel Jones. I was yelling at Gary. I was, yelling at, I was yeah. yelling at the coordinator. Yeah, not him. <laughs> That's okay,
2: right? All right, speaking of the offensive coordinator, i, I got to give Clarence credit. He was right two games in a row. I want to see if he can do it for a third. <laughs> so let's figure out what we think Kellen Moore is going to do against the Eggles next on Media Mash.
3: It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit ATT.com for details. Back back, back,
2: to Media Mash. Clarence Hill and I have argued over the years. We used to argue so (laughs) bad years ago that the rest of the media would get away from us. We were like that bad married couple. that We would start arguing college football, and we would notice everybody would start leaving the room. Didn't they, Chill? They did. We were both a little. And loud.
0: then Vince Young went to Ohio State and beat y'all's butt.
2: And then we came back the next year and beat that butt. <laughs>
0: 2005,
2: 2006. like That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Nick, never... I think they're just trying
1: to see if the beginning of this segment is going to be even more exciting than the beginning of the last
2: one. <laughs> uh, Nate Sally should have made that Nate play. Nate Sally. You never forget. You never forget. I uh, hear you. All right. Uh, the reason why I bring Chill up in our argument is because he was right. The first two games, I really thought that Herbert would get a lead on the Cowboys and Dak would have to throw him back into the game. Didn't happen that way. Cowboys got control early, and they stuck to the run game. Wonderful plan. It worked. Uh, All the penalties certainly helped because Herbert, I think, played pretty well and scored a couple of more touchdowns that became out of his hands. But. The question is, I want to see if Clarence is going to be right again, but uh, we're going to make him wait and hear from you two first. Uh, What do you think in general the plan is for Kellen against this defense without Brandon Graham in it in the game, which is huge? Yeah, they just bring in Ryan Kerrigan, who's
3: been like – He's old, though. He's old. He's been a pain he's in the Cowboys' player, yeah. you know, side for a while. And, and he was been a pain – I mean, Lyle Collins said it was the toughest matchup he's ever ever gone up against. And so he's not even here. And, you know, Terrence Steele is. So, well, we'll see. I, I think I think the plan – you know, I, I loved what he said. You know, we we always say take what the defense gives him. I, I love his like,
1: – yeah, aggressively, aggressively take. take. Just us. reminds
3: me of like a like a dog. You give them a treat and they just kind of eat it out of their hand. or They just snatch it. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference in just taking it. Like you're gonna oh okay, you want us to run? Well, we're gonna run all day. You're gonna give us the deep ball. We'll we'll do it. That's one thing we haven't seen a lot of is is throwing taking big shots. So I I I don't get, have a good answer. I just know that they're gonna they're gonna do they're gonna find the Waldo. They're gonna mm-hmm. find the weak spot and they're gonna just exploit it and attack it.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting because we saw the first game the Cowboys commit so heavily to the pass, the second game so heavily to the run, and I think we could see a little bit more down the middle this game. I think that the Eagles statistically are much easier to go. You want to go against the running on them, but I also think, like you said, Brandon Graham's not going to be there. We want... Dak and Amari to do what Dak and Amari have done against the Eagles, and I think this might be a week where we get more balance. And,
0: and, and I'm agreeing with Jory because I, I think that first time I, ever. I, I, I think that <laughs>
2: especially today, I
0: think the game plans against Tampa was decidedly one way because of how Tampa plays defense. I think the game plan against the uh, Chargers was one way. They, you know, they talked about we want to be patient. You know, we want to run the ball. They deliberately ran the ball. To help the defense to keep that quarterback off the field, you know. So it, it was, it was, it was, it was. They were, you know, trying to do what they could do offense. They felt they could run the ball, but it was important to run and be patient against that team, and it worked. This Eagles team, I don't think the defense is so one way or the other where you have to decide. I'm going to just run, or the offense is such, well, I'm going to keep them off the field because they're really not that scary on offense. You know, they can make a few plays out of the pocket, but, you know, they haven't really showed much. So I think this is a game where, you know, we may see the Dallas offense to its full capabilities, running and passing.
2: They're a very balanced defense. (laughs) <laughs> if there is such a thing, I mean their 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 numbers are a little skewed because they pounded Atlanta thirty two to six. Right, and that is But they've only given up two touchdowns. But but their yards <clears throat> defensively are not that impressive. Uh, four hundred thirty four total yards, uh, and then three hundred twenty eight total yards, uh, passing and rushing. Two sixty one to one seventy three, one seventy seven to one fifty one. And they played the a lot of running and, yards. And, and they played a forty
0: nines offense that didn't have I mean I think they were out there two or three best running backs now, whatever yeah. else. And I don't really believe in their passing lost. game. Huh? And still lost. And still, and on, yeah, they didn't score a lot of points and still lost. But but the 49ers didn't put a lot of points against them. I watched the Atlanta game and Atlanta moved the ball well early. They ran the ball and moved right down the field. Mm-hmm. They got down the red zone and couldn't score. So they played They played well in the red zone. And that's something the Cowboys, again, we talked, they have to prove they can score in the red zone. They cannot be given it's just set up a field goals. They have to find something they can go to in the red zone. And that's the only thing I question about this team is receiving core there's not a real big red zone target, not a tight end. There's nobody. Because red zone, you need a guy like Gronk, who's just bigger than everybody. And I'm going to make a play. Throw the ball up to me. I'm going to bull my way. You don't have that at receiver or tight end.
3: Here's what I like about this, this team now, though, is you know we, we've said last year, there's a lot of years, you can't win with field goals. You can't settle with, for field goals and expect to win. You might be able to if the, this defense plays as, as well as we've seen so far. Because field goals – Almost won that game in Tampa. It didn't because they didn't get enough touchdowns. But field goals helped them win in, in this game. And so I think the defense is going to keep them in. I'm not saying you go down there, but but like Atlanta moved down there a lot. They didn't they didn't score a lot of points. They they felt like they've got to go for it. I think the Cowboys can not don't have to be as aggressive. I think they can kick a lot of field goals because they're going to keep moving. They're going to keep moving. You can't field goal every time. I'm just saying. I think you you keep getting points. You keep stacking no, you points. Do,
2: this defense can get turnovers. Yeah, if they get eight possessions, yeah. they're going to move it seven yeah, of them. Yeah, right.
0: You, you need to move the ball, but again, it's, to me it's not just about this game. It's it's about, you know, being able to score for down the road because yeah. Uh, you're going to see Tom Brady again. You can't set up a field goal.
3: Yeah, I, we're going to see it. him again. <laughs> deck said, I'll see you
1: again. Right, right. And I think Man. also, I think in we're big
0: p- games, whether it's Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, whatever, I, you got to, you got to be able to prove that you can score consistently in the red zone.
3: I agree. You have to do it. All I'm saying is, is that I wouldn't get cute all the time by going for fourth downs. I'm, no, get, I, I'm taking the. I point. don't
0: mean going for fourth down. I mean yeah. scoring on first, and second, down, I and third get it. down.
3: I get it. Yeah. I'm just saying they don't have to panic and say we've no, got to get touchdowns. No, we're not going to get down here again no, because they will.
0: On for a second or
3: third
1: yeah, I think we're playing with fire if we say why don't we just settle for field goals. Yeah. I think that's how you lost game one and I think that game two, regardless of what you think the refs were doing on both sides, you, there was a little bit of luck involved and a lot of a lot lucky of luck breaks. Involved. And so I think that you need to be scoring. I think what's interesting is we've seen Kellen, I believe, take a step at coordinator. So the next one he needs to take is in the red zone. And we talked to Zeke today, and we're asking him about some of the creative plays, including the last play before halftime where they gained 48 yards with no time on the clock. Um, CD and Zeke, and he's like, look, you guys don't even see anywhere close to the number of trick plays and unorthodox plays that Kellen's putting in. It's not unusual. It's usual for us to get that. So, like, great, show us some of that in the red zone now. The
2: thing that worries me about Philly's defense, uh, Fletcher Cox isn't practicing um, he's done nothing in two games, and you know he's going to. Derek Barnett has done nothing in two games, and you know he's going to. I think they're a little better than they've been. Jason Hargrave is their wrecker. He's got two sacks, four would, QB hits, four tackles for loss in two games. I, I would, I would,
0: I would stop and say, I, w- I would say you shouldn't say Fletcher Cox has done nothing because stats lie about defensive tackles. You go back to that, that 49ers, I mean the Tampa Bay game. Vita V may have been recorded, uh, record, uh, he may have recorded one tackle, but he wrecked the shop, okay? Demons allow you can't look at, you got to look at the impact they have for others. And Fletcher Cox is a bull in the middle of that defense, whether he gets the tackle or not.
2: He shows up a little more than usually he shows up yeah. visually. Yeah, but he's a not a big sacker. He so I mean,
0: they don't sack the quarterback, he just. Keep mucks up stuff in the middle.
2: And Zach will take care of him anyway. Well, that's a good matchup. That, that matchup. He, he, Zach usually wins. Yeah. Uh, before Zach was here, Fletcher won them all. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, they, they're not a team that turns it over. Hurts has not thrown an interception yet in two games. He's got two fumbles. But um, uh, interesting. Now, one quick question about the offense. The, the, the feeling in Philly is this Quez kid is about to explode. He's averaging 28 yards a catch for the Eagles. 28 yards a catch. chill, did you hear me? How many catches? Uh, five. <laughs> He's got five catches uh, for 140 yards. And Jalen Rager has got eight for 54 and Devontae beat the Buckeyes like a drum. Smith, eight catches for 87 yards, 10.9. They've got three really speedy receivers. And it's, that that's a bit of a concern. They're young and hungry, and so is Hertz. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. You you read all the fan pages in Philly, and it's all about this Quez kid, Quez Watkins. They think he's about to just go huge. Thoughts, it.
1: I think that the Eagles will burn the Cowboys for some big plays deep. I think every team just about will. And then wow. it looks like who they going
2: to burn? Well, who
1: aren't they going to? I mean, it seems like most of these corners are getting burned. Out. So even Trayvon Diggs, who's been playing really well.
2: Gave up two big plays to Keenan. Yeah, I mean, but, but Keenan's good.
1: Those th- Right, so if they've got some players who are good, I think that they will burn them at times, and then the defense will also make key stops, will also get those takeaways, and that's just kind of how this defense is looking like it will be.
2: All right, real quick, final question before I'll leave you guys alone. Um, if the Cowboys don't win sort of, in fine fashion, will you be disappointed Monday night? Uh. Does it have to be a game where they show the NFC East their home Monday night? Oh. Thump those Eagles. Why?
0: Did, why? why did they now, win? I'm just talking no. about just l- have
3: the look of a leader against the Eagles. Just win. Just win. We'll do that for okay. me. The, the, these games. Look at look at Washington. Look at the Giants. A couple nights ago. I mean, these the NFC East games are always. Doesn't matter if the teams are really good, really bad in the middle. They play each other very, very tough. And and I just think you got to go and win. I mean, Philadelphia. You know. They, you know their coach is wearing t-shirts saying to beat them. You know, yeah, what I mean, you got you're trying to beat a t-shirt and a yeah, football team. Just win the game. You're not
0: you're not going to be playing your best three games into the season anyway. They still got guys to come back. You know, the Cowboys don't need to show their dominance until December, January. Okay, and if just you win think, the game, build some momentum.
1: And to think that a slight win would be a disappointment on Monday Night Football. We're coming off a Monday Night Football game where the Cardinals beat the Cowboys thirty-eight to ten at AT&T Stadium on, last 6 10. year. So. I think well, yeah, that, like, that's here. what you're greedy. coming from. No, Let's
0: no, just I'm just saying. There's no style points. Just win, points. baby.
2: I don't care what the score is. Winning is what matters. But I'm saying just having that look that, okay, in the NFC East, nah, Eagles aren't hey. going to be it. The image
1: in my mind right now is Dak Prescott after the Chargers game. Dak had – what half the passing yards, half the attempts, almost lost. He was like not looking at the final kick, and if you saw how happy he was racing across yeah. that field, did that's what the win does. Did you see him slap does. Rich? You see yeah. him
0: slap the taste out of Rich?
1: That's yeah. what the win does. Fix that it, rich. It didn't Just matter how they won.
2: <laughs> Dez wanted to really push him.
1: <laughs>
0: Fixed that it's Rich. Zach did it
2: for him. All right, uh, Jason Garrett show. Thank you all for letting me talk a little Cowboys fix, with you. Fix, Nick Eatman, so thanks, rich. man. Clarence E. Hill Jr., Fort Worth Star Telegram. Jory, thank you. From USA Today, we'll do it again. Beamer, your day's over. Chris Beamer, producer, he listens to every podcast all day and produces it. The man. So
0: so he gets smart at the end. Ooh, shots fired. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. I see what you're saying. All
2: right, enjoy the Monday night game. You guys have fun. Uh, We'll do it again next Wednesday and Thursday at 4 o'clock. Bye now.